anything happen yesterday that you were ashamed of? we don't have to re-record this time. Yes, we are very excited for this episode today. It's been a while since we've last recorded. Today is March 6th, 2021. 22. Sorry, 22. It's all the same. Takes at least me six months before I get the year right. Yeah, yeah. But today, we're going to be doing our first deep dive into the filmographies in the lives of the Host of the Movie Crypt podcast, which is kind of our inspiration for this podcast. Yep. Adam Green and Joe Lynch. Uh, I will be covering Adam. Well, Kyle will be covering Joe. Before we get into that, let's cover this week in movies. Kyle, have you watched anything notable this week? Uh, yeah. So uh, I actually watched, as we I kept mentioning, Studio 666. I actually saw it twice because I had different friends that wanted to go see it. And, uh, it was so great. Um, I think I I was expecting to like it either way, just because I love the Foo Fighters, but mm-hmm. it kind of shocked me at how good it was and like how much effort they put into making like a real movie, and like it's super funny and, and nails all the comedy while also being like super gory and like some good horror scenes, and it is essentially them just ripping off the Evil Dead. But I mean, loving Foo Fighters and Evil Dead, that's totally okay with me. And uh, you know, it stars all the Foo Fighters. Whitney Cummings, um, Jenna Ortega is in it as well. She's kind of a smaller role, but she was in the new Scream, as I mentioned. And uh, Will Forte's in it as well. He's really funny, and like it, it just really kind of blew me away for something I had high expectations for, and still was so great. And uh, I can't wait until it comes to Blu-ray because I'll definitely be getting this one and watching all the special features and all that. Is it bloody? Oh, it's the the effects and the gore is kind of crazy, like. Because you figure it's a Foo Fighters movie, so they'll get tons of people that are just fans of them going that maybe aren't into horror movies necessarily. But, like, mm-hmm. there's some crazy stuff in this one. I, I don't know who did the effects exactly, but it is directed by B.J. McConnell, I think his last name is. And he's actually the Hatchet 3 director, so we'll get into that a bit. But uh, clearly they brought people who knew their shit in horror. And actually, John Carpenter did, like, the opening score, which is so great. Oh, and wow. like, he has a little cameo in the movie, which is just cool to see him, like, in something. And I know Dave Grohl was kind of talking about how it's just crazy to have John Carpenter in their horror movie. And yeah, I mean, I hope there's another Foo Fighters horror movie, but I don't know if we'll get another one. I'm surprised Guar hasn't done a horror movie yet. I think they'd be a good I know. band to Why do a horror movie. I think their concerts are horror movies in themselves, so they don't even need to. But yeah, no, I do agree. Yeah. Oh, good. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I definitely recommend. I think anybody who's like kind of in a horror will appreciate this. Even if you you could hate the Foo Fighters, and there's a lot of like Foo Fighter centric jokes, but like I think a lot of people could appreciate this for what it is. Okay. Cool. What have uh What have you been watching? What have I been watching? I got me a list. I was quite shocked when I was uh putting together the notes for this episode. I was 
I was envious you got in yeah. all these all these movies this week. Well, it's been about two weeks since, or a week and a half since we last recorded, so. Yeah. But uh, I watched Mr. Woodcock with Billy Bob Thornton and John William Scott. Funny movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Son comes home. Mother's dating his old gym teacher that was his mortal enemy growing up. I definitely, I remember seeing this when I was younger. Yeah. It's like, it's, it like, like, it's all like coming back to me now, now that you're like describing what it is. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I, I was, I was on a Billy Bob Thornton kick this week. Yeah. Um, I watched Hatchet 1, 2, 3, Victor Crowley, Frozen, and Chillerama, which, mm-hmm. you know, I watched Adam's movies for this week's episode. Yeah. Then I watched uh, School for Scoundrels with John Heater and Billy Bob Thornton. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, there, is there, like, a reason why you ended up in a Billy Bob Thornton kick, or it just kind of happened? I just kind of stumbled upon them. Yeah. And I want, you know, I just, I don't know, it was like, oh, laugh, use a laugh. Yeah. yeah. And I um, I watched uh, Medea Homecoming on that debuted on Netflix last Friday, mm-hmm. the 25th of February. You know, it was funny, and there's actually a cameo from... Uh, Brendan O'Connell, who plays Mrs. Brown, she's he's an Irish actor who dresses up as an old lady and on Mrs. Brown's Boys in the UK. Oh, that's fine. That show is hilarious. If you have BritBox, it's on it. Check it out. I think I remember when I studied abroad in England, people were actually telling me about that. Yeah, but you know, she plays a, a distant relative of one of the characters, and it's funny watching her introduce with. Medea, mm-hmm. or interact with with Medea, you know. Yeah. Um, I watched the, well, me and Hunter watched the Chaperone, with Triple H, and Ariel Winters. Mm-hmm. We watched SpongeBob the movie. Great movie, the the original one, like the. The one where they go to some city to save a crown. Yes. Yeah, I remember that, that one came out when I was like younger, but I remember that was like my. F- like, for Spongebob, that was just, that was it. That was the best. Well, that was an hour and a half of Hunter going, Spongebob. <laughs> I watched uh, Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Finally yep. watched that. I've been wanting to watch that for a while. Yeah, I gotta check those out. Uh, War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. I forgot that Steven Spielberg directed that. Yeah, pretty uh, crazy. That whole story of... Because it started off as like a radio play in like I don't even nineteen hundreds early nineteen hundreds, and yeah. like people were convinced the world was ending when they were like reading it, and it really freaked people out. Which I always think is such a hilarious story. And then somehow eventually it was a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, it was good. I watched it on ultra high def, so you know. Oh, nice. I watched a million ways to die in the West with <laughs> Seth MacFarlane and Liam Nielsen just to. Get some laughs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a fun movie. I spit on your grave too. Part of that whole I spit on your grave series, gritty, dark, and kind of like intense. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, which you watched a couple weeks ago. Yes, great movie. I watched um, the Adulters. Listen, it's a Based on a true story, guy comes home on his anniversary, finds his wife messing around with somebody else, and he holds mm-hmm. them hostage, and 
then I think it turns it's it's a weird movie. I'm not gonna spoil it, but yeah, it's a weird twist at the end. I watched um the A and E biography of Macho Man Randy Savage, one of my favorite wrestlers growing up when I was a kid. Was that a new thing that just came out? It came out last year. They did a whole series of biographies on some of the top stars: Mick Foley, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Randy mm-hmm. Savage, Ultimate Warrior. But I didn't like it. It, you know. He passed away in 2011, yeah. and there were a lot of claims in it that were said, but he wasn't here to defend himself. Yeah, that's always tough. And then I forgot to add this to the list when I sent you the notes, but I finally watched Scream 5. Oh, what'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. I went this whole time with only hearing two spoilers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to spoil them, but one involves a death, and one involves a returning character that you would not expect to see. But yeah, yeah, I yeah, those are. I'm glad I went into it with nothing spoiled. I know you you told me one of one of the things was spoiled, and it sucks the other one was too. But I'm glad you still liked it despite knowing that. I mean, it. I can't wait for Scream Six. Yep. But. I'm going to have to see that right on first day so nothing gets spoiled. Yeah, it's it's awesome to me. Just I remember, especially on Twitter, just everybody I followed, like, there was, like, it was it felt like a Marvel movie, and people were like, don't spoil it. Like, the new Spider-Man felt the same way, but Scream was also, like, nobody spoil it. Obviously, people do. But yeah. it's just cool to see, like, that many people passionate about it. But, I mean, Scream is just so great. Yeah, um, but the kills were innovative, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I liked a lot of the new people, too. Um, yeah, it's exciting to see it. It's definitely getting another one, and my main hope is Samara Weaving's in that. I'll I'll touch on that later, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, that um, was about it. That's all I've watched. What What do you think of Elvira, since I also watched that recently? Elvira? Dude, I've yeah. known Elvira since, you know, I was a kid. Come on, she's Ooh, yeah, been yeah. around for a long, long time. But, uh, you know, I've seen, I'd seen that movie before. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of flooded back, you know. But there's actually, I started watching last night a, a second one. It was uh, Elvira Returned to the Haunted Hills or something along yeah. those lines. Second movie that came out in 2002. So, um, same concept, you know, slapstick mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. Girl running around, causing chaos, as mm-hmm. Elvira does. Yeah, I saw they just also re- recently did like an HD thing with Shout Factory for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out and her other specials, like I mentioned. But uh, do you want to get into some housekeeping stuff? Sure. Um, the version of My Bloody Valentine was not the uncut version. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to order the Blu-ray and check it out. Definitely. See if my yeah. opinion changes. I, I think it will. Like, honestly, I think it's just, it changes everything about that movie. And, um, there was a, a trailer that was released last week mm-hmm. for the Amityville Horror in Space. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen this trailer, but what did you think of it? Oh my God. I can sit through a trailer, whether yeah. I, the intrigues the movie or not, but this one was just so 
off the walls, batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously? Yeah. It feels like a Sharknado type thing. Where, like, it definitely they're, is. They're just capitalizing yeah. on it, being like, what the hell is this? You know, people cringe when they sent Jason into space and Jason mm-hmm. X. But it worked. Yeah. How the hell do you send a house into outer space? I enjoy some of the Amityville horror mm-hmm. movies, but this one I will not be checking out because I feel it's just going to be a waste of my time. Yeah. Some movies like that, like, the premise is stupid enough where you're like, maybe, like, you want to watch it because of that, but, like, sometimes they're just genuinely just bad and not, not, not even kind of entertaining. We'll share the trailer on our social media this week yeah. so people can check it out. Let us know what you think. Yeah. I think I saw I saw something about it, but I think when I saw it, I thought it was like an older movie that came out, and I was like, wow, I can't believe that existed. But knowing that's a movie coming out kind of changes my perspective. But I think they were talking about it in relation to like the Hellraiser movie that's like kind of in space, saying like, no, now this is the most ridiculous horror movie that goes to space. I think well, there's they also... They always seem to be topping themselves, so... Yeah, Leprechaun in space is one of them too, right? Yep. Yep, yeah. But I mean, you know what? You can send a person. That's fine, but not a yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they finally crossed the line with those ones. Um, yeah. My housekeeping thing. I kept. I discovered this literally yesterday. I kept on saying Jenny Ortega, mm-hmm. but it's Jenna Ortega. So I'm sorry okay. to her. Um, I it was, it felt like a weird. I I was convinced it was Jenny, but I was wrong this whole time. So I'm sorry for that. You're trying to get us heat already, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about new movie releases and Blu-rays? Yeah, um, I'll go into the movies first. Um, so okay. we're going to kind of cover movies that came out this week and then what's coming next week. Okay. Um, three that came out this week, obviously the big one is The Batman, which mm-hmm. I saw and I, I loved it. It was, it's very, obviously it's three hours long, but it's very methodical, psychological with the Riddler kind of being like a serial killer, Zodiac type person. There's actually some pretty scary horror stuff in there which i thought was cool that they brought that into the batman because they always teased it but they're finally doing horror stuff with him and then it it, it was all that but it still felt very comic booky to me and uh robert, robert pattinson was great as batman but i thought colin farrell was i couldn't even recognize him as the penguin like literally every time he was on screen i was trying to like even kind of see colin farrell and i just couldn't and so he's great. And then uh, Zoe Kravitz is also just so good as Catwoman. And I think she's definitely my favorite Catwoman that we've seen. And uh, th- let, me, um, let, me, let me ask you before you move, move on with that. Yeah. Is this a movie I should take Hunter to? For people who uh, know, Hunter is five. Yeah, I, I would say no. Okay. Just because it's, it's, it's like people compared to Zodiac, and that's kind of a good comparison, or like seven, because it's very, it's like a detective movie. Yeah. And it, it feels comic booky, but more like dark comic books that, uh, like the stuff I would read now, it feels more like than like the friendly kid stuff. Um, obviously, The Dark Knight, I would even say those are more kid friendly just because there's more action and stuff. That's not to say there isn't action in this, and the action in this is good, but like it's more slow and methodical. Where I think, I don't think a five year old could sit for three hours watching it, sadly. Which. Okay. Which I mean, I'm I'm happy with what we got, but like it is weird sometimes with superhero movies. You know, they're not, they're not when they're not as kid friendly. It's a little weird, but yeah, okay. And, and I think the the best part about it 
is the the cinematography it just looks so good and uh matt reeves just did a great job and uh i'm definitely excited to see where it goes all right yeah um, sounds good something else that came out is fresh uh i believe it's on hulu and it has yep, sebastian it stan daisy edgar jones from i think normal people was her kind of breakout yep. um i my friend told me to kind of go into it blind so i'm definitely going to watch it this week but I, I try not to search up too much about it but it seems like she might be dating like a cannibal or something sinister like that, um, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, I I haven't heard anything about this. I saw a lot of people that I follow on Letterboxd that watched it, mm-hmm. and I might try to throw some time in to sit down and give it a whirl. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll check back on that next time. And then uh, after Yang was another one, and it's also Colin Farrell. Interesting enough, he had two movies come out, and it's a uh, indie movie i think it's a24 i could be wrong in that but it's like sci-fi near future and it's about like an ai breaking down um i think i'll try to check this one out if uh, i can get to the theater i think it's only in theaters as of now and then um some movies we have coming out is the adam project which is a big netflix movie it has ryan reynolds mark ruffalo jennifer gardner zoe zeldana and then katherine keener and then there's a, a kid in it that plays like a younger ryan reynolds and then the, the description for it on IMDb is a time-traveling pilot teams up with his younger self and his late father to come to terms with his past while saving the future. Um, it definitely has like a like an 80s mo- action adventure sci-fi movie. That kind of vibe to me. Uh, I think I'll try to check it out when I can. Um, Ryan Reynolds also seems very passionate about it. It seems like everybody involved really liked it. So uh, hopefully it ends up being good. And then um, we have Turning Red, which is a new Pixar movie. It'll be on Disney+. Plus. I know some people are kind of mad it wasn't going to theaters because Disney has been pushing a lot of Pixar films just to Disney+. Plus. Um, and it's about a 13-year-old girl named May Lee that turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. And it stars Sandra Oh. She was the only name I kind of recognize. But I, I don't usually check out Pixar movies, but for some reason I'm kind of excited for this one. So I might, I might end up turning it on. We'll see. I have the time. I forget what movie we had seen, but we had seen a trailer for this, and it looked funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I liked I liked the design for the panda. Usually, like Pixar movies, I'll watch them if I like the animation seems cool and stuff. But so, yeah. I I saw a trailer. I don't know if it's true or not. I should I'll follow up on next week if it's actually coming out. But Disney is releasing a live action Lilo and Stitch. Oh. Have you heard anything or seen anything about that? Like, vaguely, maybe a TV show, but like, I'm not. I'm definitely not sure. I, it was a trailer, but I, I don't know if it was a real one or a fake one because people post a lot of crap on the internet these days. Yeah. But did it look you know, bad or human? No, it looked good. It was all humans yeah. and stitches CGI, and you know, I was just talking with Hunter this morning about Stitch movies. Because it was, we, I took him to McDonald's and it, that was the toy this month was Stitch. Oh, wow. So, I maybe it's true. Well, I'll yeah. follow up on that next week. That would be cool. I, I feel like there hasn't been a Lilo and Stitch thing in a while, but I mean, I loved those when I was little too. So, it would be cool if they kind of come back. I'm kind of searching up now. And it looks like, it looks like they're trying to do something. Even if that's not real, it looks like there's something coming up. But we'll, we'll, we'll touch back on that next week. Okay. Um, the new Blu-ray releases. Uh, 
on Tuesday, March 8th, we have The Matrix Resurrections. Mm-hmm. That'll be in 4K, Blu-ray, Steelbook. Um, then they have a Matrix 4-film Deja Vu set, which is all the movies on um, Ultra High Def. Cool. Uh, coming to America, the... Um, can't think of his name at the moment. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, and I believe that was an Amazon movie a year ago. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, Silent Night, which not the Christmas movies, but it is a Christmas movie. It it's about a Christmas gathering. Everything is perfect except for one thing. Everybody's gonna die, so <laughs> could be worth checking out. Um. I'm just scrolling through seeing the new releases. Uh, not really. Brooklyn Nine-Nine's coming out on Blu-ray. The whole series, I guess. Oh, nice. I've been wanting to watch um, the show. March 15th, um, uh, American Werewolf in London, the 4K version. Cool. I just rewatched that recently too. I haven't watched that in a long time. Uh, it's a great one. Mark Wahlberg's Shooter coming to four K. Also the a great ac- movie. The Accused, which is based on a true story that happened down in New Bedford, Mass. Mm-hmm. That's coming out on Blu-ray for the first time. West Side Story. Uh, Red Rocket, which Red I've- Rocket was great. That was like my favorite movie of twenty twenty one. I think. And, um, yeah, that's, and, nope. yeah, that's pretty much everything coming out mm-hmm. in the next two weeks, so. Fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, The Matrix is cool. I already saw that, but do you think you'll check that out? No. No? Didn't we have this guy. conversation, like, two weeks ago? Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> that's fair. Um... Yeah, I think that's everything new coming out. Nice. Um, I think it's time for the the main event. All right. Yeah. If you uh yeah, if you want to start out, give us the rundown on Adam. Yeah, we'll uh we'll briefly discuss their movies. Mm-hmm. Um, how they interact, uh, how they interconnect, mm-hmm. and kind of go from there. Um, so Adam Green, he's Austin homeboy from Holliston, Mass. He graduated from Hofstra. Um, he started Aeriscope Pitches with uh, cinematographer Will Barrett, executive producer Sarah Elbert, and producer Corey Neal. Mm-hmm. His main character from his second movie, Victor Crowley, he, he created eight years old, based off an urban legend he heard at summer camp. Uh, his first movie came out in 2001, Coffee and Donuts. It's It cost $400 for him to make, but it hasn't really been distributed at all, really. Yeah. He did show it with a, a screening of Frozen, but due to the music rights in the film, he's afraid to put it out because mm-hmm. there's a lot. He plays a, a radio host with another guy and... You know, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen it. He showed it during a Yorkie-thon mm-hmm. late at night, like three in the morning. And 
it was funny. It's uh, is it feature length too? Yeah, it was about you know, ninety minutes plus. Yeah, and you know, there's some funny scenes where, you know, he talks about oh, why don't we do another radio promotion and. Uh, you know, the the co-hosts said that, and he goes, well, look what happened the last time, and it cuts to a scene of his grandmother doing lines of coke because <laughs> she won the $1,000 or $500 or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, it's cool just if he made that on $400. Like, he really must have stretched that money out. Well, he was using equipment from the company that he worked for. They show, mm-hmm. shot radio commercials, I mean, um, TV commercials. Yep. So they were using the equipment at night and then bringing it back the next day. And a lot of it was based, uh, was taken and used in Holliston, the TV show that we'll get to. Very cool. But um, every year he does a short, you know, video for little or no money mm-hmm. one day just to kind of renew his passion for filmmaking. Yeah. His, his fir- first short was Columbus Day Weekend, which was Michael Myers and... Jason meet on Columbus Day weekend, and all the all his short films can be found on Aeriscope dot com and their YouTube page. Is uh is that the one you mentioned where Kane Hodder plays Michael? No, that no, was the... in um Driving Lessons, which is a quote unquote deleted scene from Halloween that he made up. Oh, very cool. Because they say, oh, where do you think he's going? He's going to Haddonfield. So then it cuts to a scene where he's like getting a driving lessons and he kills the guy. He's killing people with the car and um, oh, that's fun. Was it in, was that like one of the Halloween shorts? Yes. Cool. I can't remember what year, but uh, he had the viral hit Jack Chop. Great, great with video. Uh, director Paul Sollett playing Jack Chop selling. It was like an infomercial selling a pumpkin cutting kit, and he's like, you know, he slices his hand and he gets mm-hmm. a thing in his eye and it, every Halloween you see people posting it on Facebook. Yeah. Um still holds up definitely. I, I oh remember yeah. I, I saw this when it first came out and it was way before I even knew who Adam was. And I thought Same it was here. the funniest video. I I showed all my friends and all that. And it was cool to kind of come back and then find out who who actually made this video. Because it's it, anybody who hasn't watched it like <laughs> Go watch it right now. I, I love this video. We'll share it on our social media this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, he did some stuff for American Eagle, uh, Winter Tales, and then he did it. It's a Mall World, starring mm-hmm. Dion Richmond, and it basically follows two kids that work in a mall, or a group of kids that work in a mall, mm-hmm. and like each episode, five ten minutes, and they were playing in American Eagle stores, but. His uh his first feature feature film came out in two thousand and six, and that was Hatchet. Hatchet, which follows the tale of Victor Crowley, and uh the main character is Amara Zaragoza, she plays Mary Beth Dunstan, and then you have Kane Hodder playing Victor Crowley. Joel David Moore and Dion Richmond play two guys that go on a swamp tour. It has Richard Reilly in it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the uh, the Murray brothers. Can't think of his name. Oh yeah. Um, I and forget. Harry Shen. 
who plays a, the boat driver, mm-hmm. and Tony Todd. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I for me, I, the thing that is just so great about these movies is the, the Louisiana bayou kind of setting. I think it really adds to the horror atmosphere. It's pretty mm-hmm. unique, too. Like, And some of the kills. Yeah. In a future episode, we'll go through, we'll discuss the hatchet uh, series and discuss some of our favorite kills. Mm-hmm. I know one of them is in this movie where he pulls the old, there's an old lady and he pulls her skull open. Awesome seeing that again. It still holds yeah. up. Um, oh, for sure. Great. The effects like are just so great. And it's just cool to like we, we've mentioned before, just the slasher kind of coming out in 2006, way past the like big slashers just to become like as iconic as Victor Crowley has. And as the uh, studio company said, it's not a remake. It's not Japanese horror. It's its its own thing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he did he directed Spiral with Joel David Moore, Amber Tamblin, and Zachary Levi. This is the one movie I did not watch this week. Mm-hmm. But he stated that there is something in the works for it to be re-released. So, hopefully a Blu-ray or 4K will be coming out soon on that. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, then he did Hatchet 2, which follows the saga of Victor Crowley with Kane Hodder playing Victor Crowley again, Perry Shen, Tony Todd Returns, and... Tom Holland, but not the kid Tom Holland, but... Not Spider-Man. The director, Tom Holland. Yes. Fright Night, right? Yep. And the only difference is all the the first three Hatchet movies take place over a weekend. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they run right one, two, three, right, you know, one ends, two starts where one ended, three starts where two ended. Mm -hmm. The only difference is... Mary Beth Dunstan changes to Danielle Harris. Yeah. No offense to the original actress, but I think that's quite the upgrade. Obviously, yes. She is a scream queen. She started off as, what is it, Michael Myers' like niece or whatever in one of the Halloweens. Yeah, something along those lines. Halloween yeah. 5. So she was in 5 and 6. Yeah, she's been around horror f- her whole, whole life pretty much. So it's yeah, cool. definitely cool a scream queen. Game. Yeah. Um, next was Frozen, starring Emma Bell, Sean Ashmore, and Kevin Zegas. Mm-hmm. If you like to ski, check this movie out. This isn't the Disney, let it go, hold yeah. off. This is three people stuck on a chairlift at night, and I... how they you know react to the cold. Very good movie. Yeah, I think even as somebody who hasn't, I I don't ski at all or anything like that, but, like, this is genuinely one of the most, like, terrifying movies to imagine yourself, like, in the situation. Like, I think it's scarier to imagine this than, like, having to go face-to-face with Victor Crowley. It's pretty crazy to say, but Adam does a great job. And I know he's been telling stories about filming it just in the winter and all that. Yeah. It must have been hell to film, but the product is well worth it. Um, yeah, very good movie. Um, next was 
Chillorama, where it was an anthology movie produced by Ariescope Pictures, with Adam doing the Diary of Anne Frankenstein, which had Joel David Moore, Christina Cleave, and Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets Kane Hodder to dance. <laughs> but also in Chillorama was Joel uh, Joe Lynch directed a segment. segment. Yep, Adam I'll, Rifkin, I'll get into that a bit. Uh, who did Wadzilla and Tim Sullivan? Tim Sullivan, who did Were Bears or something. Yeah. But and this is just such a unique and fun movie. Uh, it's yeah. cool that Joe and Adam were kind of able to make something like this together, uh, with other people too as well. But. Mm-hmm. Um. Then it was Hatchet Three. He wrote this movie, but he did not direct it. He sent it to B.J. McDonald. Mm-hmm. The Studio Six 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 director. Yep. Um. But also starred Kane Hodder, Perry Shen, Daniel Harris. Now I, I want to note in those three movies, Perry Shen plays a different character each time. <laughs> well, and is a highlight of all of the movies. He's just so yes. Great. Uh. You know, Mary Beth gets her revenge on Victor Crowley for killing her family. A lot of explosions. It seemed like each time they kicked it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Um, then he did the Holliston TV show. Which, when I found the Movie Crypt podcast, they were talking about this show. So I checked it out and I was like, oh wow, this is awesome. Great it stars Adam and Joe as each other. Mm-hmm. Corey English as Corey and Laura Ortiz as Laura. If it follows these four friends... And Crazy Adventures is an amazing amount of horror guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Todd, Kane Hodder, Daniel Harris, um, John Landis. You know, there's been two seasons. It premiered on Fearnet, the that, old that TV channel. That dates it, clearly. Yeah. Um, there have been talks for a season three. Uh, it also starred... Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister and mm-hmm. Odorous Urungus, David Brocky from Guar, who played an alien in Adam's closet that only he could see. <laughs> <clears throat> but a lot of uh, funny moments in that show. Yeah, such a funny show. Um, hopefully it, they do season three. They they did like a live reading of like the first episode of season three or something like that, right? Like on yep. a Yorkiecon. Yeah. Yep, they've done it twice now. It was the same That's episode. Cool. You know, because they left on a cliffhanger. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Bill Mosley's in it. He plays Mad Max, who's a a, a a store owner. If you can't find it here, you're retarded. You know, you know, it's like a boss. It's based in Holliston, Mass. So you get the Boston accents and all that. Sid Hag. Um. After that, uh, ten years after the original, he debuted Victor Crowley at a, um surprise screening he said it was a 10th anniversary screening of hatchet with quote-unquote new material and and he stood up before everybody he said you guys aren't here to see a 10-year anniversary you're here to see a new victor crowley movie very cool um this one kane hotter returned harry shen returned laura ortiz brian quinn from the impractical jokers tiffany Sheppis, felissa rose um I had the opportunity to go see this. He took it out on tour. Mm-hmm. And that was the only way to see it. 
and he came to Salem, Mass on October 13th, which was a Thursday night at um, a little theater there in Salem. Mm-hmm. His parents were there. It was, it was very cool. I got to meet him afterwards. I had one of those moments where, you know, you meet somebody that you, you know, idolize kind of. <laughs> and I was like, hi. And Not he's like, oh, he's real. He's like, oh, you a fan? I was like, yeah, big time. <laughs> you know, I, but I was at a loss for words, but he was yeah. very nice. Is that, yeah. is that the only time you've met him? Or you've yep. met him twice, right? No, that was, I was, the, only time. That was the only time. Yep. I, uh, I was supposed to go, we were going to go meet him at the Rock and Shock Horror Convention, but mm-hmm. schedules interacted. But yeah. if, if he comes to your town, definitely. Meet him. He's a really nice guy. He's down to earth. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, you'll mention the movie Crypt, but anybody who listens to that will understand yeah. he's, he's just so great. I think you actually missed one of his movies, um, Digging Up the Marrow. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, because I, I didn't have him in order. Um, yeah. In 2014, he came out with Digging Up the Marrow, which was a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. Um, it starred him and Will Barrett as themselves. Everything was real in it. And it starred Ray Wise as a former detective who's searching for this thing called the Marrow, where people that are born... Deformed, live. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of monsters and stuff. Very cool, um, like, m- unique mockumentary. If you didn't, if you didn't know Ray Wise, you would have thought it was real. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, until you saw a monster, but like the beginning. Yeah. But he said that was a very hard film for him. That was around the time of his divorce and the death of Dave Brocky and Fairnet going under and you know taking it on tour. He had to go see it every night and see his ex-wife and mm-hmm. but very good movie there was rumors of a second one coming but i i know from the podcast that i listen the you know the movie crib that he has a few other movies that he's working on so he also did two web series horrified where a celebrity will sit there and talk about a time that they were horrified, you know, whether it was, you know, Arwen talking about the time that the Chinese food delivery guy shows up. Now, note, <laughs> Arwen is Adam's Yorkie, and it was funny because she'd sit there, and, woof, 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 and you see subtitles like, then the Chinese guy delivery showed up and knocked on the door, and I had to protect everybody, in that, you know, it was, and then the one that I love, Scary Sleepover, which lasted for three seasons, <laughs> where it was him and a celebrity. And they play a game and watch a movie or whatever and talk about what scares them the most. Yeah. You know, you get very deep and personal with the celebrity. You know, uh, they had Kane Hodder. They had Felissa Rose, uh, Sid Haig, Darren Bowsman, Joe Lynch. Slash from Guns N' Roses. Slash. They really reach all... All Farmer. And yeah. it was funny because Slash was like, dude, I love your show, Holliston. Mm-hmm. He was a big fan of it, and he'd watch it on the tour bus. And every time he drinks coffee, he thinks of Joe Lynch <laughs> from the scene where he drinks 17 cups of coffee. And 
Um, then starting the Movie Crip Podcast, which was originally on Geek Nation. It started to coincide with the second season of Holliston. It was supposed to last for 10 episodes. Now we're up to 456, I believe, or more. And, you know, they've done, uh, they've had discussions on cancel culture, drug addiction. They had an episode with Santa Claus. But pretty much a who's who. They cover every aspect of the movie business. Uh-huh. They have the big names, Tony Todd, Kane Hodd has been on twice, um, the makers of the Friday the 13th video game, which Adam did the uh, Jarvis tapes for, that you could find in the game and listen to the story of Tommy Jar- Jar- uh, Jarvis. Um, you know, they've done, they do a bunch of stuff on Patreon with, uh, Cult of Arm, where they discuss like real secrets of the business that you can't discuss anywhere else. And they do Movie Crip Live, where they interact with the fans. They do Slumber Party Massacre. And then every year, usually in December, they do Yorkie Thon, where it's 48 hours of nonstop guests and, you know. And they save the stuff. Yorkies. And they, they save wheelbarrows of Yorkies, yes. Mm-hmm. You know. I listen, I've listened every year since they started it. Some years I don't make it all the way. I'll take a nap here and there, but 90% of the time I've, you know, I've stayed through and I think you're one of the very few fans that have stayed up with them the whole time. I think you deserve an award from them for <sighs> kind of doing it with them. There's there's very few. You're definitely up there. They deserve the reward cuz they, they stay do. awake the whole time. Maybe we I should try that great. someday. We should. Um, that would that'd be a fun experiment. We it can be the pugathon. Pugathon. Oh, yeah. gotta save the pugs. Yeah. Um, he's received numerous awards from from film festivals, and actually this month, which is his birthday month, and also Joe Lynch's, mm-hmm. uh, he's set to receive the 2022 Horror Hound Icon Award. So it'll be a Horror Hound weekend. Wherever I think it's in Columbus or something. Mm-hmm. At the end of the month, receiving the award. Um, he has a few movies in the works. Can't discuss exactly what they are because don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so that's Adam Green. That's mm-hmm. the Adam Green story. Yeah, and I think obviously the movie Crypt is we both love it. You showed it to me. I'm I've showed it to a bunch of my friends. Especially I'm trying to work the movies and all that. It's great just to hear, you know, the big people. You got Slash, obviously, and then Jordan Peele's been on it. But then you have, like, the, the little people you would never even realize. And, like, they tell their stories, which is just as important to hear for anybody wanting to do that. And it is cool, like you said. Like, the, in, in Halston, they have the Movie Crypt show. And then yep. they kind of brought that over to be their actual show in real life. So that's a cool connection to Halston. And I, I love Halston. I, I, I got to rewatch it. Um, but yeah, It's I'm, currently was, on Shudder. Yeah, that, I think that's when I realized, like, because you had shown me the movie Crypt, and I was like, okay, I'll check out this show. I, I stole the Blu-rays from you, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, like, I love these, too. Go to Shudder. Make sure, tell them you want a season three. Yes, for sure. We it's, It would be great to see even, like, what is it, probably ten years later at this point, um, just to see them older. I want to know if they survived the zombie infestation from the end yeah. of season two. Yeah. Corey's I, well, pregnant with Adam's baby, damn it. <laughs> 
well, I really hope out of all the things they've done, I hope that gets a continuation. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you want to touch on his, his BFF, Joe Lynch? Yes. Um, so I went on Joe's website, um, and this is from him directly. He says, Joe Lynch is a filmmaker, or at least he keeps telling people that. Um, I, his website's great. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. So I recommend just what checking that out. What is his website? Um, let me check. Is it Mint Flavored Films? Um, it is thejoelynch.squarespace.com. Okay. And it kind of just breaks down all his music videos and movies and all that. But uh, yeah, he's from Long Island. He was named Filmmaker of the Year in 1999 by the Long Island Voice. So uh, he's kind of was an up and coming one. Um, fun fact about him is he usually cameos in his films, some more subtle than others. I think the one in Mayhem isn't so subtle. Um, but and actually, yeah. Adam Green cameos a lot in his films too, mm-hmm. and Joe Lynch. They yep. were both in Frozen. Um, Joe Lynch was killed in Hatchet, mm-hmm. and they play the pilots in uh, Victor Crowley uh, when they're doing the the voiceover. But yeah, and I there's actually a character named Joe Lynch in Frozen, like a, the main character. He's named Joe Lynch. Yep. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, it's cool. They're always crossing over and doing stuff together, which is cool. They're very clearly BFFs. Um, like we mentioned, he's the co-host of the Movie Crypt podcast with Adam. Over 400 episodes, great podcast. Highly, highly recommended by both of us. Yeah. Um, and he also, he does a lot of music videos, and that's kind of, he got a start kind of from that. But he's, he's done them throughout the years. Um, he's worked with artists such as Faith No More, 311, The Beastie Boys, and Raya Yarborough, I think that's how you say it. Um, it's very cool. Um, I always like when directors kind of go from music videos to movies like this. And the way his movies are, I think, pair well with music videos. He uses a lot of music in his. And it has that kind of chaotic music video editing and stylish. Um, people always comment how his movies are stylish, which I think comes from the music video background he has. Yeah, there um, was actually um, a recent episode of the podcast. He was talking about how when he was younger, he would record on a VCR and mash like music videos to movie scenes, like mm-hmm. you know, like the scene in *Lethal Weapon* two when they pull down the house. He mashed it up with like a Metallica song or something. Mm-hmm. But and actually, the *Faith No More* video where they play the um, where it's the old people that are playing the music. Yeah, that was actually Adam Green and Aeroscope helped him with that. Very cool. Yeah, so it just it goes to show they really have. They always talk about on the Movie Crypt podcast about having like a film family, and mm-hmm. they definitely very clearly have one because they're always featuring actors or crew and all that, and obviously each other and the, all their different movies, which is just it's just great to see stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he like he does music videos, and then his debut feature was Wrong Turn to Dead End, which is a group of reality show contestants find themselves fighting for their survival against a family of hideously deformed inbred cannibals who plan to ruthlessly butcher them all. Um, there's actually six of these movies plus the remake, but this is the only one I've seen, but it's also the highest, highest regarded one. And people say it's the only real good one. Um, I think the remake got pretty good reviews, but it's completely different from all the other six ones. And they're all kind of connected to like the mutant family kind of carries over. But uh, this one definitely stands out. People always always say, um, 
it was direct to video though it wasn't released in theaters but that's because i think the first one wasn't that good have, have you seen the first one seen them all baby yeah and is this the best one uh yeah i'd say it's a tie with the first one yeah i think this is one of those properties where they dug to the well too many times yep you know, especially with the last one, it would, you know, it said we're in wrong turn and you're like, oh, it's a mutant zombies. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not what it was. Yeah. And just the last the one name. was definitely the worst. Yeah. But, you know, Joe Lynch, it, it was for his first feature film. Amazing. I remember I was watching this in, when I was stationed in Germany. Mm-hmm. I was up at Ramstein Air Force Base with a buddy of mine for an appointment. And we stayed in a hotel, and I was like, hey, I just bought this movie. You want to check it out? He was like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And so me and Hector sat there and watched Wrong Turn 2, and I was like, oh, well, this guy's, you know, this is a good movie. Didn't yeah. know who the director was, but. Yeah, it's always cool to kind of, like, watch something, and then you realize who made it, and then go back <laughs> and just kind of realize, like, and remember liking it. Like, that's why I had with the Jack Chop video, kind of, but. Yeah, I mean, I love this. I'll kind of get into my thoughts on it in a little bit. But uh, Henry Rollins is in it. He's the front man of Black Flag. Uh, he seemed to he does radio shows, acting, music. Obviously, he's kind of all over the place. But he is badass in this. I thought he was great. And uh, it was he's like a military marine dude in it. And uh, it's sometimes those characters like are caricatures and like especially in horror movies. But he was a great character. I loved him in it. Um, little fact most of the about ca- that, I don't yeah. mean to cut you off, but uh, no worries. when they were casting, Joel Lynch said, wouldn't it be great if we get like a Henry Rollins type character? <laughs> and the producer was like, why don't we just call Henry Rollins? And he brought him in. That's an awesome episode of the Movie Crypt podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the earlier ones, but Henry Rollins actually married Joel Lynch and his wife. Well, I do not know. That's very cool. I knew uh, I watched the uh, Dead Meat Kill Count for this, too, and uh, James A. Janice mentioned that Henry Rollins actually loved working with Joe, and Joe's always described as very, like, chaotic and energetic and very passionate, and he's he's, he's been on the Dead Meat podcast. Normally, that podcast is, like, an hour, but Joe just talked for two hours straight. <laughs> the other host barely got a word in, but it's great. Joe, it's His energy is amazing, and Henry specifically said he loves people like that. So him and Joe definitely got along super well. Um, and the, the rest of the cast I haven't, I didn't really recognize. The girl Kimberly plays Kimberly in the movie. She's kind of playing herself. She was on American Idol and her character's talking about that in the movie. She's the one that gets, gets killed first, which is kind of cool meta thing. And then there's also somebody named Texas Battle. Like that's his name. And he's great yeah. in the movie. It's just crazy name. I think he was also in like a Final Destination movie. But most of the actors yep, he and was in Final Destination Five. Uh, yep, he he was on the Movie Crip podcast. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I believe he said that his family was like, "There's nothing tougher than Texas." That's why they named him Texas. And just to have the last name Battle, that's a badass name. Like yeah. Texas Battle. Yeah, and he's also great in this movie. Like when I saw that name in the credits, I was like, <laughs> "What?" But then he is he's great in it. Henry Rollins is great. He's great, and then the. I don't know the actress's name. That's like the final girl. But all around, one of the things I love about it is the characters, I think, are really well done. Um, it's kind of like a parody. They're all like what you would expect from a horror movie. But you end up caring for some of them besides like, you know, like the douchey skater dude. 
but uh i think that that always stands out for me that makes like great horror films is when you really like the characters um the kills are pretty brutal and the practical effects are gross and gory and overall just the inbred hillbillies are disgusting and like chaotic and just the way they're killing people which is cool and uh there's some cool twists like the reality shows the they've done in like halloween and some other stuff but i really like how they do it like a survivor type thing that goes wrong kind of remind me of uh tropic thunder a bit how they're out in vietnam or wherever and filming a war movie and then they get stuck in the middle of a war and um they also like they set up one girl to kind of be the final girl with all the tropes but then she dies pretty early and it's like you're like oh this isn't exactly what you'll expect but it was just great debut by joe overall i think yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, and so that came out in 2007, and then uh, Chillerama, as we mentioned, um, he did with Adam and some other people. His segment was Zombie Movie, which is kind of the one that wraps around the other segments at the drive-in. And uh, he kind of said on his website it's an homage to the 80s fun horror and uh, all the B-movies, obviously. So great, fun movie. Definitely recommend to see some of Joe and Adam's work in, in one thing. Isn't the best scene when Richard really is getting ready to go out there and he starts yelling off like all these movie quotes? Mm-hmm. Like nobody puts baby in a corner and he starts <laughs> shooting the zombies and yeah, and just I, I just love the way that that segment it slowly progresses like between the shorts and then by the end it's just chaos and it just brings everything kind of together, which is great to see. Which also starred their Holliston co-star Laura Ortiz. Mm-hmm. And Adam's in um, it in one scene with actually Joe's wife at the time and their baby, Remy. Yes, like I said, uh, their film family is on full display in this one. Um, and then, yes, of course, Holliston, which he co-stars in. I'll kind of jump over that one. Um, another cool, it's a short film he did. is called Venom, Truth, and Journalism, which he describes as a creative mashup of the controversial Belgian satire Man Bites Dog and then the Marvel Universe, Truth and Journalism, follows a cynical, jaded journalist in 1988 New York City as a film crew follows his process. Um, and it's a cool and unique character study of the Eddie Brock Venom character. Um, obviously, it's not like official licensed Marvel short film, but it's he, cool he did this. It kind of shows the horrific side of that character. Um, I He was actually considered to do the Venom movie because of this. It's a great short and very creative in the way it portrays his character, but he didn't get it, sadly. I, I wish he did. I think that would have been a much better movie and more faithful to kind of the horrific side of Venom. Um, Ryan Quanston stars as Eddie Brock, and then Derek Quentin. Mears is actually in it as Bullseye, and then he's, of course, Swamp Thing, Jason in 2009's Friday the 13th. He's the classic Predator in Predators. He's in Hatchet 3, and he's the mm-hmm. werewolf in Cursed. I mean, he's he's the man when it comes to horror. He's in a he's in he's best friends with Adam and Joe as well. He's been in the movie Crypt and all that, so it's cool to see him in that. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2013, Knights of Bad Astem, um, Lynch actually disowned this film. Kind of, there's a lot of studio interference, so I'm I'm not really gonna go into those specifics. But there's a hashtag release the Lynch cut campaign, and a lot of people want to see his director's cut, which he's very passionate about. He and he even said that. <laughs> Kurt Russell from The Thing uh, watched his cut of Knights of Bad Astem and said it was better than Ghostbusters. And as Joe says, my cut, not the one that went out, the version I had. 
and uh, he promises someday my version will be released. It will definitely happen. Um, I haven't seen this movie, but I think I'm just going to wait until we get um, a Lynch cut. It basically follows a group of LARPers, you know, live action role play, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, kind of like jousting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, It has Peter Dinklage, uh, Steve Zahn, Mm -hmm. Summer Summer Glauson. Definitely a cool cast, too, which is a shame. Yeah. And it was taken away from him by the producers mm-hmm. to save money, but and a lot of the effects weren't finished. Yep, I think but, he said there was like the last ten minutes. The studio just said no, we're we're yeah. done, and didn't yeah. get the money for it. But um, you know, he's talked about it. He had fun filming. They shot it up in Spokane, Washington, mm-hmm. and he he tells a story about they're getting ready to uh do some LARP training with the swords and like you know. If you get hit, you're down or whatever. So the mm-hmm. guy's showing them, and Peter Dinklage just walks up and goes, whap, 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 whap. <laughs> Drops his sword and goes, Narnia, and walks <laughs> away, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I also, I think he said, like, it ended up kind of feeling more like role models where he was kind of going for, like, goonies for the adults, but, like, super bloody and gory. And it's just, obviously, it's a shame whenever the studio interferes and then, kind of messes up the movie um it's rare that we get the director's cut i know it happened with justice league which is good those because it was much better than the original but i hope one day we get it um he he's definitely pushing for it it's even in his twitter bio mm-hmm. it, he lists the the movies he's done but nights next to nights of badass and it says director's cut even though it's not out yet um but yeah i mean i i really hope we get to see that one day and uh every everybody just wants to see the joe lynch cut i mean come on um his next movie was in 2014, Everly, with Salma Hayek. It was originally supposed to be Kate Hudson, but I think Salma Hayek's quite the upgrade. Um, it's an action thriller centered on a kidnapped woman who faces down hitmen sent by a mob boss and her captor, and uh, she's trying to protect her family from his wrath. It was shot in Serbia, and it was it was kind of negatively received, but uh, everybody credits Joe's stylish directing as a highlight, and then Salma Hayek was great as well. Um, and it just goes to show Joe's directing is always a highlight. And I think that definitely shows with 2017's Mayhem, which is definitely my favorite movie by him. Um, it stars Tamara Weaving and Steven Yun, And it's about a virus that spreads through an office complex, causing white-collar workers to act out their worst impulses. This was also filmed in Belgrade, Serbia in March 2016, over 25 days. And he did this for costs because he was trying to film in the U.S., but everywhere was like 15, 16 days, and he needed a lot of time to kind of do what he wanted to do. So that's why they brought it over to Serbia, and they were able to make a great movie, clearly. So it's good they did that. It's very well-received. The critical consensus for it on Rotten Tomatoes is Mayhem delivers stylish violence by the bloody bucketful and grounds all the titular chaos in a sharp humor and surprisingly effective real-world economic angst. Um, yeah, so it's super bloody and good action, some horror in there. It's super funny. Um, I think Steven and Samara are just so great in it. They they act so unhinged, and you're truly just rooting for them so hard, even though they're infected and kind of doing bad things. I think that's a cool aspect of it. They don't make them like immune or something. They they are going crazy just like everybody else, and I they just stand out. Um, Smart weaving, especially. I mean, she's a scream queen. She's got Ash versus Evil Dead, The Babysitter, Ready or Not, 
hopefully we see her in Scream 6. She's friends with the Ready or Not guys who are doing that again. Um, they wanted her for Scream 5, but I just really, really hope she's in for that, huh? I, I am. I just... <laughs> I, she's just one of my favorite new actresses, and uh, she's just so amazing in this. Another one is um, Guns Akimbo. She's great in that. Really, everything I've seen her in, she's just so great. So I want her in a screen movie. Um, and then it really showcases Joe's strengths. I think he's just so stylish and chaotic, and this movie is stylish and chaotic. Yes, it is. Um, his next movie was 2019's Point Blank, was a Netflix movie starring Anthony Mackie and Frank Grillo. It's a remake of a French film of the same name. It's about an ER nurse and a career criminal who are forced into an unlikely partnership and taking down a ring of corrupt cops, threatening the lives of both their families. Um, I mean, Anthony Mackie and Frank Grillo are great, and they just have... I love their chemistry in this movie. I think that's really the highlight for me. The, and Yeah, and then... Uh, uh, you watched this recently, right? Uh, point Blank? Not super recently, but yeah. Marcus Moore, when he played the character Big D, mm-hmm. you know, you're expecting this big, tall, tough gangster, and it's this little short guy, and he's mm-hmm. a big movie fan. He's, you know, when they're filming the scene with the, the bomb, and he's like, all right, make sure we get in tight, and <laughs> I, th- I thought he stole the movie. Yeah, no, he was very funny. And it, yeah, that movie's very Joe Lynch and funny, and Joe Joe's very funny, and obviously he's not straight horror and stuff. He's kind of all yeah. over the place, and... It's cool to see him take on a movie kind of like this, uh, more towards Everly than it is Wrong Turn. Um, and then he kind of veered back into horror with Creep Show, which is the anthology TV show on Shudder. It's uh, based on the film of the same name, which was directed by George A. Romero and written by Stephen King. It kind of ignores the sequels. I've, I haven't seen this or the original movie, actually. But uh, it's on my list. I'm kind of bad at watching TV shows sometimes. But... Uh, the premise is the Creep Show's audience members darkly grim horror stories from the pages of the Creep Show comic book. Each story evokes the traits of a comic book, like the first Creep Show film, and shows occasional advertisements of horror projects promoted in the comics. Um, each episode has two kind of short stories, and uh, it's kind of headed by Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead. He produces and directs a lot of the episodes, but uh, Joe directed four of the episodes of season two and three. His episodes are The Right Stuff, Pipe Screams, Familiar, and then Meter Reader. And uh, I know he's very passionate about it. Um, the t- When he was on the uh, um, Dead Meat podcast, it was kind of around the time of this. So he seems super passionate about it. Um, hopefully he does more episodes in season four. I believe they were renewed. And yeah, um, that's kind of what he's up to now. He's got some stuff in the works. but He's actually uh, doing a uh, kid show for Disney+. Plus. Oh, what's that, that called? That follows... I don't know what it's called yet. All I know is it focuses around kids superheroes and Lucha mm-hmm. Libre wrestling. So, oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be cool. Him taking on a kid show will be interesting. I know he actually. Let me let me find out the name. I didn't put it in because he just voiced somebody, but it was in um. Let's see what it was. Oh, Happy Slashers. Yeah, he voices yes. Buffalo Bill, and uh, yeah, he does obviously some acting and stuff. Uh, He's the voice of Kenny in Serious Sam 4, I see right here. But uh, this Happy Slasher show I've been meaning to check out. It has some cool names in it. What company he started with? Oh, I forget. I saw it earlier when I was doing my research. But what what company? Troma. Oh, yes, Troma. Even James Gunn started there, too, which just shows the show. Tiffany Shepis. Yep. Um, He said in one of the movies, I... 
can't remember off the top of my head which one it was, but like he started mm-hmm. as like a production assistant, and by the end of the film, he was known as Clothespin Boy in the movie, <laughs> and, and um, I believe he was in Tromeo and Juliet with Tiffany mm-hmm. Sheftis. Yeah, I um, believe that was directed by James Gunn, or he definitely yep. was a big part of that. And I mean, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, like him and James Gunn have very similar kind of styles, which is cool. And, you know, him and Adam, they met at uh, Spooky Dan, who was, uh, he's directed a movie, I believe he worked for Dread Central, but Spooky Dan Walker, they met in his backyard, it was kind of one of those things like, Adam was talking to a group of people, getting laughs, and then he looks over and there's another guy talking to a group of people, getting laughs, and Adam, like, looks over and like, who the hell is this guy? (laughs) Joe looks over like, who the hell is that? And then instantly, and the rest is history. Yeah, and you know when they shopped around um, Alliston, you know they said uh, Geek Nation, uh, not Geek Nation. Uh, originally, it, Alliston was going to be at um, G Four, mm-hmm. where Joe had worked at the time, and yep, they did uh, a couple years in a row for a Fright Fest uh, film festival in England. Mm-hmm. They did shorts like the Road to Film Fest, uh, Fright Fest. Like, you know, it starts off, they're in the car, like an American werewolf in London, and then, like, they go, now you're ready to see something scary. Mm-hmm. And they, oh, they did one under the Blair Witch Project. Um, so, you know, they said, you know, we want a TV show with you guys. You guys are funny. And they actually, they were supposed to do something, I believe, around Halloween attractions. Mm-hmm. But it never took off, and then the pandemic happened, so I don't know if maybe that's something in the works. Yeah, hopefully. It seemed like Joe had a lot of stuff kind of... I mean, IMDb, it always it lists everything. Who knows, like, yeah. what's actually coming up. But, but no. I, I, I think for both of them, like, the best is still ahead of them. Like, they're so... Everything they do is just so unique, and they're all over the place, which is... I always love. They're not just one-track ponies. Um, They're kind of... They're always doing everything they can. And it's just the movie crypt's obviously great, and they're just so inspiring. I think. So let me ask, mm-hmm. what's your favorite Adam Green movie? I, I honestly like. I think Frozen has the biggest like, holy shit! Like, I the, I don't get necessarily scared with movies, but I'll watch that movie and be like, oh, this is genuinely terrifying. And just knowing the background of them filming it in the cold and all that. And the performances are so great. Like that, that stands out as my favorite. But I mean, you can't go wrong with the Hatchet movies. Um, Digging of the Marrow. I know you mentioned it as one of your favorites. Like mm-hmm. they're so unique. And the mo- Halston itself, I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but I want to rewatch it. But I remember having such a great time with that movie. I mean, that TV show, and just so funny. You never expect these two guys to make such a funny, great, wholesome sitcom, but they do it perfectly with all the horror elements and cameos and all that. Yeah. How about, what's your favorite Joe Lynch movie? My favorite Joe Lynch movie is Mayhem. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have to agree. The Chaos. You know, Point Blank was good. Mm-hmm. I was excited when it came out. I rec- I've recommended it to people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, trying to get Dad to watch a movie. I was like, go watch this one. And I think he watched it and enjoyed <laughs> it. But Yeah, that's up his alley. Yeah. You know, but definitely Mayhem. Which yeah, was kind of funny because you see this all the time. It's like something you never think of. And then all of a sudden they announce like, okay, this movie's coming out, Mayhem. 
mm-hmm. you know, an infection in, in an office. And then two days later, you hear also in production. Um, the Belko experiment? Yes. That yeah, mm-hmm. I got, uh, popped on the name. Yeah. Going the, back to, that's actually written by James Gunn. I just realized, too, like, <laughs> yeah. very interesting. They both kind of ended up doing very similar movies at the same time. They did talk during filming, like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you, what are you doing? And the, the, it's the same concept, but it's two totally different movies. I agree. I love both of them, but Mayhem, just there's something special about Mayhem. Yeah. And, like, Samara Weaving and Steven Young are great, but, like, even the rest of the cast is great. Uh, like, the Grim Reaper dude that fires people, he's yeah. especially unhinged and great. And it was just such a... This was, like, when I first... I watched it the day it came out. I remember I was, it was, like, the first couple months I was at college. I remember I got home. I just had lunch, and I sat down. I was just so excited to watch it. Yeah. And it was kind of... Not right when I was getting into the movie crypt, but, like, my when I was finally, like, in. Like, I love these guys. Like, this is it. So... That has, it has a special place in my heart, too. And you can find the Movie Crypt podcast on all podcast streams. They currently do, it's roughly about a two-hour episode, but the first hour is free. Mm-hmm. But if you want to hear the full episode, you can go to their Patreon at the Movie Crypt. Donate a dollar and get the episode each week. Yep, and especially if you're looking to do stuff in the movie biz, they're they're great for just inspiring you and kind of getting an inside look and from all levels from being the iconic horror director to being you know just a small sound person they really they really cover their bases yeah and you know they were the inspiration for us starting the movie bar for sure so you know thank you joe and adam yes thank you joe and adam i hope to meet you guys one day as well um well i think that wraps up this week's episode um, I know next week is St. Patrick's Day. Maybe we should uh cover some of the Leprechaun movies. What do you think? That sounds great. Leprechaun uh, goes to space too. Don't push your luck, okay? <laughs> um, all right. Well, the bar is now closed. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, you can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and then just at the movie bar podcast on facebook you can also find us we're on itunes spotify anchor google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcast uh thank you for listening please let us know what you want to hear um i know on twitter i put out a poll this week about possible future episodes mm-hmm. um or you can email us at the movie bar at outlook.com thanks for listening be sure to thank like you. and subscribe Yes, we'll see you next week. So